0: We'll Welcome to Open Minds UFO Radio. Um, yeah, I've got that new video. That's what Martin is reacting to. I'm your host, by the way, Alejandro Rojas, and I have with me Martin Willis of Podcast UFO. Hello, Mr. Martin. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderful on this beautiful main day up here.
0: Yeah, nice. I know. You finally got some warm weather, huh? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful mm-hmm. time of year. Good, good. So, yeah. So a couple, I guess, pieces of news for uh, subscribers and everything. So I've changed stuff up a little bit again, and uh, you know, some trial and error as I get things flowing. But um, I'm going to update you actually on up open mind stuff real quick here. So yeah, this is a new format. The live shows will be on YouTube. If you are a Patreon intergalactic planetary member or uh, there'll be a new YouTube membership too that is uh, for people who want to join live then this link you'll get on a weekly basis so if you're on YouTube you'll get in the community tab the link to the live show and if you're on Patreon like I've been doing you'll also get a link to the live show and uh, that way you can join and interact with Martin and I live for this show uh, Open Mind UFO Radio or also for the Rojas reports when I'm interviewing some incredible and great guests. Uh, You'll be able to ask questions, make comments, interact, um, just like you normally do. So, in fact, just like Gaz here is saying, evening from the UK. Evening, Mr. Gaz. So, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, And, of course, I I love to interact. Here comes Jeff. I love to interact with um, the people who are watching live and uh you know we'll answer your questions make your comments uh which can be pretty exciting especially given the guests that i've had such as chris mellon brian bender from politico um i'm gonna have lou soon so i don't know do you remember this uh was it a year or two ago where i said i'm gonna have lou uh and then every week i was like oh it's gonna be next week it's gonna be next week and it i took remember three that.
1: months and then we I both had him in the
0: same day or something (laughs) yeah you punk um it's probably gonna end up like that again so i'm gonna keep saying next week because he keeps telling me next week so we'll see what happens hopefully it'll happen next week because there's so much going on but that's the way it's gonna work so patreon people uh patreon's the best deal so here's the other level that's out there other couple of levels There is a pod people level on Patreon where it's audio only, but you get audio of all of everything. So the show and also all of my Rojas reports, um, like Chris Mellon and so forth. And that's like a buck 50, so super cheap. Uh, And you get your own RSS feed to plug into your phone or whatever you use for podcasts. So you get downloaded everything, including the uh, exclusive premier membership stuff. And then the other level on YouTube is to watch the replays Uh, And there's a level on YouTube for that, too. So I know uh, many of you are joining in different ways. And thank you all so much for being involved, because by helping with this small monthly fee, you know, helps me keep going. And I I certainly want to keep going. Here's the other cool thing. In fact, I'm going to share my screen here, Martin. If you see something you want to comment on, that's fine, too. But this is... uh, Open Minds website. So I've got the website all up and running now. So uh, it is all good to go. Over the last few months, it has had major problems. I had to move it from one provider to another. I didn't have full control over it before, but now I do. And you can see I've got all of my latest and greatest stuff. And we can talk about this. So uh, here is some of the latest stuff. First of all, the strange time warp case of Corporal Armando Valdez. Have you heard of this one, Martin? I've heard of it, but I can't.
1: I can't remember
0: the details of it. Yes, um, it's essentially uh, Chile's Roswell, and not because it was an oh, yeah. alleged crash. It's because it was that popular. It was a very famous case that you know is something that people refer to a lot, just like we refer to Roswell. And in this case, there were these military guys, which you can see here. And essentially, they had a UFO encounter, and uh, Corporal Valdez, their, their boss, the guy in charge, went to go kind of uh, go see the UFO. Um, he disappeared, allegedly, and came back with a full beard, and his clocks showed that, you know, some period of time had passed. It's a really weird case. It's very popular in Chile. In fact, this article is from the Open Minds magazine. I'm going to post some more of those. I've been trying over the you know, the uh, past few years to post all of the magazine articles on the website because the magazine isn't in print anymore. But this one was written by Antonio Junayas. who used to work for Open Mind. You can see right here. And he uh, actually, let me show you a picture of him with the witnesses in this article. We've, he, he's got a picture of him and some of the witnesses. But um, yeah, so Antonio right here. And he knew some of these guys, but this was the case back in the seventies that got him involved with UFO research and investigations.
1: Now, this is—I may be confusing this. This isn't the one, and I hate to start out with something so dark, but this isn't one where the uh, that person actually ended up committing suicide, is it?
0: No, fortunately,
1: Um, no. uh, That's good. Uh, Although later on, similar Mm -hmm. to that. And somewhere in South America, mm. I believe that 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 happened.
0: The and next is the real... Yep. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Sorry. I'm not aware of that case, but um, that's not this article. So, okay. stop it. <laughs> but um, a couple other cool things I've added here: trending. So this is like you know what are the popular stories from the last uh, from the last couple days? So what's going? What's popular right now? People are looking at. And then this is from the last few years, what are popular posts. And then I also posted this uh, on every page, top cases and analysis. So uh, here's something I did on Spielberg. We'll talk about in a second, but essentially, you know, the top cases, Uh, this is uh, some articles that we've written on some of the most important cases in ufology. So you could read those there. Uh, Not only can you see them there, if you come over here to articles, you can find them here as well and there you go Boy, i'm really can, proud of this one but of course we've talked yeah. about it einstein tesla edison and marconi on r- radio signals
1: i can tell what you've been doing with all of your time that's
0: i know a lot and then, of work it is and then here's uh more that i've been doing so the Rojas report this week was an interview with john greenwald that's right the guy who's hated my guts uh, and really trashed me online for the last couple of years. But prior to that, for maybe 10, 20 years, we were really good buddies. So fortunately we're good buddies again. And he was on the last show and he's a really important person because we kind of reviewed, uh, the New York times article. Uh, and of course he's very educated and he, uh, on all of this and he was for the longest Time while we were fighting, the darling of the DOD, I mean, he was having uh, the most correspondence with the Department of Defense regarding to the stars and and ATIP and everything. And um, that's a bit while we had a falling out because uh, I want to write an article on this uh, soon. You know, the DOD has been less than accurate or I don't know. How would you frame it? They have definitely... Kind of like disparaged Lou uh, claiming that most of his claims were lies um, but being yeah. wrong
1: yeah that that was that was a strange time um, mm-hmm. but um like you uh, I remember you and I talking about it and you've said before I mean I've heard it said before also it's not the first time that there's been lies <laughs> when it comes to the Pentagon and what they're doing right. Right. So you know, it's it's I guess a deniability. Uh, just I mean, uh, a factor that they can just deny, and for some reason, I I, I don't know exactly why. It, it didn't seem like it served any real purpose for them,
0: but they did. So, and not only did we talk about, and I'm going to bring this up here, uh, the New York Times article. Actually, I'll hold on to talking mm-hmm. about you know some of the latest stuff regarding all of this, but. We talked about a follow-up article done by the uh, New York Times, and we also talked about my interviews with Eric Davis, uh, and that's important. And I'll tell you why that's important um, in just a second here. But the other thing I posted is a presentation on Steven Spielberg, ufologist. So uh, we were hosting, and we're helping. I've been helping out Phoenix MUFON because you know you can't do in-person meetings anymore. So we have been doing remote meetings, and I've been helping them do that. And they asked me to do one, and so I decided to do my presentation on Steven Spielberg. So if you haven't seen that, you can go to this link and see that. If you're a fan of Steven Spielberg like I am, you'll notice the title is Steven Spielberg Ufologist, and that is because he claimed to be a ufologist. And I go over that because he's obviously very, very, very well-versed in this field and very into UFOs. Um, So I go through the different interesting UFO cases that have uh, inspired his movies, and one in particular has inspired many, many of his movies. Don't say, Martin, if you know. Uh, But yeah, that's what I go over in this. But finally, Mr. Martin, you ready for this one? I'm ready. The big one. I just finished this article today. New York Times claims former officials believed crashed UFOs retrieved by government. Um, I don't know. And and let's talk about this. So I was kind of, I, I hate to say this. I was kind of disappointed with the New York Times article. Uh, I think I said this last week, but the reason I hate to say it is because I think Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal are awesome the two authors of the article, but the article was really confusing. I think the uh, terminology I've heard from people that I've talked to about this uh, all over the place, whether they be UFO people or or not is they're confused. They don't understand what the heck they were trying to say in that article or, or what was going on. And um, so what I tried to do, I think they just tackled too much. What I tried to do is what I think they should have done is focus on one aspect of what you're trying to say and clearly say that. I agree. So, Right, because, you know, uh, and like I say in this article, Bryce Zabel, who we've had on the show, he claimed they buried the lead. That is a term used in journalism where you have a story, something important to write about, but you don't write about it in the beginning of the article, you bury it later on in the article. Typically, this is done because you don't want to bring attention to that aspect. Hmm. In the case of the New York Times article, if that were the case, if they didn't want to bring attention to that aspect, personally, I think they should have left it out. They shouldn't have tried to get into this. This is essentially the part, the 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 lead that was buried. New York Times claims Former officials believe crash UFOs retrieved by government. They tried to, tried to slide that in at the end and didn't do a very good job of it and got have had to do a lot of corrections. Um, and Harry Reid has been um, peeved at them, <laughs> you know, apparently over that. In that, you know, he, he tweeted, and I've got it right here, that uh, they overstated what he said, that he did not say, he said, I have no knowledge and I have never suggested the federal government or any entity has unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds. I've consistently said we must stick to science, not fairy tales about little green men. Now, Martin, I know that you uh, had sent me an interview on Channel 8. Yeah. uh, And I hadn't seen that or I haven't been able to take a look at that yet. Um, And it was, read talking about this article is that correct
1: uh, yes um basically and, and he also makes a statement today too so I'll, I'll get to that but um george knapp is on the i team they actually do a story about it and it came out today and knapp uh asks him if it's uh possible that no one knows the ultimate answer to where these things are coming from meaning unidentified objects and then uh, senator reed says um he basically says, quote, the reason I'm so terribly interested in this, I don't think no one has the answers. I mean, that's exactly what he said, the way he said it. Um, and then he goes on later to say, there's always this rumor that, uh, some say there are some public corporations. Now he may have said this earlier and they may have spliced it in, um, that some public corporations may have materials that we should look at and, Now I wanted to make sure that was valid or not valid, but the the defense department wouldn't approve it. That's his direct quote. And then Knapp asked him, well, uh, what do you think of that? Go ahead.
0: Could you read that again?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, Reed says, there's always this rumor. Some people say that there are some public corporations that have materials that we should look at now I want to make sure and then he he kind of hesitates and now i want to make i wanted to make sure that this was valid or not valid but the defense department wouldn't approve
0: it that's his exact words i don't understand what he's trying to say at all um so uh, well yeah, i don't understand. i'll, I'll just go on so
1: nap then ask him well what do you think of that somebody has uh, pieces of a craft, and uh, Reed says, "I don't know, George. I don't know why they wouldn't want to put this to sleep, unless there was something to this I don't understand." And then uh, Nap uh, Nap goes on to say that the time stands by its reporting, but persons close to Reed say that the senator feels his comments were unfairly characterized, and then he actually makes a statement to the I team today. And that is here. Yeah, that one I've got
0: in my article, too.
1: Oh, you do? For me, this has never been about proving that other worlds exist? Okay, you
0: have that in the article. Yeah, go ahead and read it, though.
1: Oh, okay. For me, this has never been about proving other worlds exist. Thousands upon thousands of people have reported seeing unidentified aerial phenomena. Unidentified doesn't mean otherworldly. It means of an unknown origin. I want to find out what that is, where it's from, that, and that it means, and what it means to our national security.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I included that here, and and his main point, I think, is just that the original quote said um, that after looking into this, I came to the oh no, well here's the problem, and here's some of that sloppiness in that original article is. They didn't, they paraphrased Reed, they said that Reed, um, he said that crashes had occurred and that retrieved materials had been uh, studied secretly for decades. That's the New York Times words. This is not a quote. So I don't know where they got that information. And what was strange about the article Mm -hmm. is they didn't say where they got that information. They just had this paraphrase claiming that this is what Reed believes, but they didn't say we got this directly from him. They didn't say where they got the information. And that's what's really confusing Um, and sloppy. Usually you say, you know, in an interview, Reed told us or, you know, or in an interview with Fox News or with George Knapp, Reed said this. So they tell you where they got it, but they didn't tell us at all where they got this. And that's really confusing. So they retracted that statement and they changed it to Mr. Reed said he believes that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. Um, and that's when Reed said uh, he got a little upset and had his retraction. I have no knowledge and I have never suggested the federal government or any, any entity has unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds. Um, so when Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal were on an interview with the Unity, uh, Project Unity, they're called, and I've got a link to that, uh, in here if people want to watch that, but they kind of were like, uh, they were like, well, we were right in the first place. We had his quote right in the first place, but they never changed the only quote they have in there from Reed. They changed the paraphrasing. So what is the information they base that paraphrase after? Here's the only quote they have from Reed in the article. It says, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports. Some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and private sector had in their possession, which I think lends to the quote that you read earlier. But that's the only thing that he said. So were they paraphrasing when this, we don't know. So uh, anyway, so when Leslie and Ralph say the quote's accurate, what does that mean? What are you talking about? Did you get a direct quote from Reed that you based your paraphrasing on? If so, and if, if your paraphrasing was accurate, why don't you share that quote? That's typically what a news organization would do. Typically a news organization would have the quote in this article in the first place. So it's really weird that they would do that. One argument I make in here too is they do the same thing to Luis Elizondo. They paraphrase his belief um, about crashed UFOs. But then Uh, he says he's
1: okay with that,
0: right? Yeah, they say, you know, Mr. Elizondo is among a small group of former government officials and scientists with security clearances who without presenting physical proof, say they are convinced that objects of undetermined origins have crashed on earth. Um, People are telling me, and I said, well, where did Lou say that? Did they get a quote? What are they talking about? Um, And a lot of people said, well, he said it to Fox news. Not really. I have the transcript right here where they were talking about debris and materials. Debris and materials is much different than the crash. Um, We talked about that last week. Um, but like you said, yeah, I did ask Lou. Lou did tell me he's fine with the way they phrased that. So that is interesting. Um, when So getting back to your quote and why I'm confused on that, and you can tell me if you're not confused, is in what capacity would the DOD be able to tell him no? I don't understand. Is he trying to say that ATIP looked into whether these private organizations had these materials and they were told no? DoD has no jurisdiction over Harry Reid. I mean Harry Reid can go make inquiries of private corporations um, so I that's why that makes no sense to me at all yeah these um, are uh, public corporations now um, I I remember
1: that I've heard you know a good way to get things tucked away is to put it into you know uh, in, into a, a, the public away from the government into like uh, not really a corporation but into the private sector somehow um and i'm wondering if that's kind of what he is he's talking about you know something that's outside of the government and but if it is outside of the government how is that whole thing being operated it, it is kind of a curious uh,
0: yeah it is strange stage. so jeff uh in the chat has a couple comments that I think are great. He says, I take that to mean he tried to get access and was denied access to relevant SAPs, USAPs. I think he's right. That could be what Harry Reed's referring to, but the terminology is just strange. So one thing we do know, because the the document was leaked by George Knapp, that Harry Reid tried to get uh, ATIP, SAP status, which is essentially a dark project, a black project, the special access program status. Uh, USAP is an unacknowledged special access program. Um, and one of the reasons they say they tried to do that is so they could then be read in or find out about other uh, SAP projects going on, including any having to do with crash crashes or other materials. So that could be ref- what he was referring to because he was denied that access. So you're right, Jeff. That's probably what he means. Mm. Um, Jeff is also asking, um, uh, although if they are defense contractors, doesn't mean you can't go ask, I think, uh, especially Reed himself. But um, Jeff is also asking, given that they are professionals, and I think he's referring to the New York Times uh, authors, do you suspect the original piece was edited or censored? Well, uh, as you know, I think Martin... Hmm. Yeah, it was greatly edited. There was a lot of editing that went on. I wouldn't call it censoring. uh, Personally, I I personally would not believe there's any censoring going on. I would believe that there was information edited if they felt that it was not um, strong enough, if it wasn't credible. And in my view, which I'll get to in just a second here, they probably could have done a little more editing to it and taken out some more information. Um, so that's a good question. And so let's get to the next piece. The next part is there is one more person who they talk about who does go on the record because they say Elizondo and some others. And in fact, they also said, uh, in their, in their interview or or in a follow-up article called, do we believe in UFOs just the other day that, uh, Leslie and Ralph wrote, they they wrote, numerous associates of the Pentagon program with high security clearances and decades of involvement with official UFO investigations told us they were convinced such crashes have occurred based on their access to classified information. But the retrieved materials themselves and any data about them are completely off limits to anyone without clearances and a need to know. Um, why do I read that? Because that plays into the last person that they referenced, who's Dr. Eric Davis, who was part of uh, the Tip program. He wrote some of the projects or papers for that. Technically, that was ASAP, a precursor to Tip. Technically, I don't think he was even a part of Tip. actually. And some people make that argument. But this really sounds like what Eric Davis told me in my interview and Open mind UFO Radio. And that's what I talk about here. So Dr. Eric Davis is saying he believes there's crashes. He even said that he uh, briefed people on off-world technology. Um, and, at, and this is another issue. So he said that he briefed um, as re- recently as March about retrievals from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. That's what the Times says um he the first iteration of the times article and john greenwald of the black vault found this and one of the things we talked about in our interview said that he briefed members of the senate intelligence committee however this isn't in their correction so they sneakily without anybody noticing many note corrected that to say he talked to staff members of the senate intelligence committee that's a big deal that's a big difference anybody can go brief, brief staffers but it's you know it holds a lot more weight if you're getting directly to the members of the senate intelligence committee which it doesn't appear davis did why didn't he well it could be what i review here he pretty much told us on open minds radio what information he has on crash retrievals and none of it is first-hand information. He says by working on classified programs for many years, and that he essentially has colleagues who know about UFOs, or know he's interested in UFOs, and they've come and shared this classified information with him. This is allegedly classified information they're sharing with him that he is then in turn sharing with us on Open Mind UFO Radio and sharing with the New York times. That's weird. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's one of the things people have really been questioning. I mean, he shouldn't be sharing classified information. I asked for clarification. Actually, I emailed him and as I said, Hey, uh, you know, is there uh, essentially wanting to get into, is there more information more than what you told me on my interview? Um, that you might have been able to brief them on. But he said he couldn't speak to this because the co- company he works for, which is kind of a think tank, uh, government-funded program called the Aerospace Corporation, have told him he can't talk about this anymore. And he says he can't because some of it is classified. Um, but, you know, that's a little bit unclear, too. I mean, the whole thing is... Who are these other people that are inside? What classified information is this? How do we know? The only person on the record is Davis. Davis is, you know, telling us it's hearsay. He doesn't He doesn't have any direct proof. Um, it's just kind of weird. It's interesting that all of these people believe in this. And I think that is worthy of a story. But, um, you know, I, I think that it's kind of incumbent upon the New York times. If you're going to make claims like this, you know, it's kind of like Chris Millen says, and people get upset with this, but sorry, it's something I believe in. And Chris Mellon obviously does too. And I think that's great. It's extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And at least when it comes to these claims, there's absolutely zero evidence. Um, And they're kind of shaky. So the whole thing's really weird it it really is it, and and
1: it's really it's really making you wonder uh about the whole um validity of of all of this now what about the materials that um TTSA was handling and the army was going to share their
0: uh work with them or something their labs do you- I don't think yeah Supposedly, the Army was going to work with them uh, to analyze material if they found anything that was uh, worthy of such study. Um, But we don't know anything about that, really. Uh, We don't know what materials maybe they have shared with them or worked on uh, to the stores. Stars has alluded to having materials that they believe are mysterious. We don't know for certain which materials those are. Uh, We do know that they have the arts parts. Uh, They work with uh, um, Linda Moulton Howe, who has those, uh, so they can analyze them. These are uh, materials that were sent to Art Bell anonymously, uh, allegedly having to do with Roswell, but that cannot be proved, and we have no idea. Um, So even if they do come out to be interesting, and that's why this is important, the difference between crash and material. I talked about this last week, you know, if you have material, you know, some kind of piece of material, whatever that be, I don't know, a piece of crashed metal or whatever, you can't tell what that comes from or what its intended use was. Um, And so even if you prove it's anomalous, doesn't mean scientists are going to go, oh, that's definitely alien technology from a spacecraft, unless you can prove that. But with just a piece of material, you know, we could just have this anomalous piece of material and the debate goes on endlessly, just like the Mars rock that may have evidence of life in it. You know, uh, it's mostly papood, but there's still scientists who say, hey, that is, you know, we believe that is life or evidence of life, but you need more to prove it. We could be stuck with that, of course, if we have a piece of a craft or a craft that's different. Then you can say, well, now we know where it comes from. This is something more unique. Um, so that's why it's different. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. Now, what was, up? Uh, didn't Bigelow
1: build something to store? Like, I don't want to say a warehouse, but something to store supposedly um, some materials at least.
0: I don't know. I've heard different things about that. I heard, uh, and I believe even Bigelow said this, it wasn't anything to house. It wasn't like they housed a UFO or something. Um, it was just that they, they did expand facilities for the ATIP project or for the OSAP project, the precursor to ATIP, but that it wasn't necessarily to hair house any large amount of materials or anything. Uh, uh. Um, so that's what they had said. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, Will more information come out? This is such shaky stuff. It might not. And this is my problem. The other thing I have, and maybe I'm wrong in this and I'd love your perspective on this too. I just don't see the use of this article at all. I mean, if the article would have focused on, which I wish it should have, um, because part of the New York times article is about how the Senate intelligence committee is now looking into UAPs and how there's a task force. But even that was unclear, the way that was framed. I wish they would have just focused on that. Um, You know, clearly explain that and the importance of that. Instead of kind of having, you know, getting into that and then jumping into this crash stuff and then confusing people where you really don't know what's going on. And then you have people like Joe Rogan out there posting, the Pentagon says we have off-world material. No, they don't. Eric Davis says this, a contractor. The Pentagon never said that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it causes a lot of confusion and continues to cause confusion. So uh, it's probably due to editing. I mean, this sort of thing is difficult. Uh, You know, of course, uh, mainstream media is not used to or not enthusiastic, typically, about writing or working on UFO articles. So I'm sure that came into play. But um, do you think there was any kind of urgency why
1: this had to come out at this certain time? I know that I was in touch with both Ralph and Leslie, who uh, initially said nothing to report um, while they were working on this thing. But um, I'm just wondering if there was any type of urgency why it was put out when, uh, you know, it does seem sort of like a disconnected
0: um, article. um, This is my guess. i can only guess i can only speculate and here's my guess and uh jeff just asked a similar question in the chat he says uh by the way if anybody else has any questions let me know but he said do you suspect that there were competing interests behind the article and in a way yes uh there's the interest of leslie kane and ralph blumenthal who are interested in this topic and then there's the interest of the new york times I think the interest of the New York Times, which is typical of journalists or or, or of uh, news outlets, is they want the latest news out right now. They want you to... What is going on? What's hot? How is this relevant for today? Of course, the Senate Intelligence Committee portion is relevant for today. This is going on right now. That's the story, no doubt, the New York Times wanted, and they probably wanted it out as soon as possible. Okay. Meanwhile... I'm guessing that Leslie and Ralph are thinking, we don't always get a chance to write these articles. It's hard to get into the New York Times. So let's try to slip in this UFO crash stuff if we can um, in this article. That's my guess of how this came about. Um, that That's would be my best theory, think, Yeah. Yeah, because and- I know that. I get that all the time. What's going on right now? In fact, I'll, often I'll pitch a story or have a friend pitch a story and they'll be like, no. Nah, that's too old we want it, something relevant for today
1: yeah and um you know cnn had um i just caught it someone sent me a clip had an article i mean had a story with jake tapper talking about um not about the off world uh, items but you know basically about um what rubio is uh, trying to move forward and uh, actually he said something pretty interesting uh, he, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you heard it, but he said, um, if it's something outside this planet, that may be better than technolog- technological leaps on behalf of the Chinese, Russian, or some other adversary that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. I thought that, that was a quote by Rubio. So he's that saying what he was basically saying, if it's something outside of this planet, that may be better than technological leaps on behalf of Chinese, Russia, or some other adversary.
0: Yeah, that that was a part of his quote in that CBS Miami. uh, When he uh, addressed that with CBS Miami and the guy asked him about it, he said, yeah, I'd almost be happier if it was, you know, off world rather than Russian Chinese, because it would be scary if they had that tech, which is a great point too, I think. Um, You know, it's really taking a step and looking back because, uh, if it if this is Russian Chinese technology, then it's something that could and may be being used against us. But we've heard from Chris Mellon and others on Twitter, on their unidentified television show, on the Two the Stars Talks podcast, that Chris Mellon is quite certain that, uh, and Louise Elizondo that they have thoroughly researched whether or not this is uh, Russian or, or Chinese technology, and they're convinced it's not. And in fact, in my Rojas Reports interview with Tim McMillan, we get into that pretty thoroughly and somewhat with, uh, with uh, John Greenwald as well, is that could it be possible then if it, there is a potential that it's human technology, that it is some sort of secret program that is hidden in some way from the government completely. Um, And at least, you know, what's funny is most people thought, no, that's not possible. And Chris Mellon doesn't seem to think that's possible. I think he said maybe, but not likely. Um, But Tyler Rokaway thought that that might be something that is possible because he's still pursuing the possibility that this is human technology. And I know some people may roll their eyes, but um, in his defense, The idea that this is high tech that is created by some humans that are keeping it secret is, although not very likely, still arguably more plausible than it being aliens because that's weird, (laughs) you know. Well, the only Mm -hmm. yeah, the argument against that I've said a number
1: of times on my show is that you know people have been describing this sort of thing for decades. You know, the activity that these uh, that uh, they're seeing these craft do. And again, Mm -hmm. without any sonic boom or, you know, traveling at 15,000 miles an hour, not creating a sonic boom. You know, it's just amazing.
0: And I think one of the hard parts for people, too, is just uh, even conceiving of an intelligence out there that could um, be interacting with us that is beyond our own. And uh, so, for instance, you know, to if you are to assume we're being visited, I think you also have to assume that this visitation is clandestine by design. They don't want us to know in mass. Um,
1: yeah. But because- why do so many of these crafts have lights? <laughs> you know, I mean that's kind of a, a strange thing if they don't want I us to see a- them.
0: Really great question. Um, you know, it could be a byproduct of the technology, who knows? Uh I don't know. And I guess I don't know, that's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, does it mean it's human tech if it has lights? Um, you know, most likely if they're another physical being, they won't have the same, you know, uh sensory systems that we do so they won't see light the same way we do if at all and so yeah it could be a byproduct of their technology uh, who knows and you know
1: a lot of people have described strange lights you know like uh, the tube of light coming down uh, you know colonel halt kind of describes that as such a strange beam that came down and other yeah. people have described you know the strange orange lights and the phoenix lights you know that amber colored weird
0: looking thing type of thing and that's so. why you know some people argue like M- dr michael masters or uh even um penniston uh one of the witnesses to rendlesham uh, the event you just mentioned that happened in the 80s and uh i think there's another guy who writes about ufos in wartime you know who i'm talking yeah, about mac maloney Mac Maloney. Yeah. And they're all convinced that these are P- are us from the future. And, you know, the objects having lights, uh, you know, uh, there's some other arguments I think that you could make that that is just as plausible as anything else, perhaps.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause the future is endless. It's just, you know, whether we'll survive as a species for how long, or maybe it's another species in the future.
0: Yeah. You know, and I'm going to, I want to wrap this up, but uh, Jeff Perry just uh, made another interesting comment. He says, he's making contact, them water them. Yeah. yeah, he's talking a lot, which is great. Thanks, Jeff. He says contact inoculation. Um, is that a possibility? Uh, the problem with that idea, it could be possible. I don't know. The problem with that idea is I think it seems like we had a ramp up of sightings after world war II, but I don't know that we've had an increase. I don't know that you can argue. Of course, we read in the news there's an increase in sightings, but that's based off of some pretty shoddy data. Um, and, you know, I've been following uh, the hotspots and trends in reporting and even doing my own calculations for many, many years now. And uh, there's certainly a correlation between people's interest in UFOs and the amount of reports that we get. So if people look in the sky more, there's going to be more reports more reports do you um, think that's what happened in
1: 1952 when there were all those I think reports
0: entirely possible yeah i think that there are certain strange waves you can look at though for instance in the 70s there were lots of weird creatures associated hmm. with sightings uh being seen uh, and some credible cases that's when travis walton case happened the allagash case um yeah even that's uh hard. parker the uh Calvin um, Parker. Yeah, Pascagoula. Calvin Parker, Pascagoula case happened during that period of time. So it does seem that there's waves, but whether there's an increase, it's hard to say. Um so an inoculation, I don't know. Um it could be, you know, I think on the last episode of uh, Unidentified, they were speculating that they seemed interesting in 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 our nukes, in our nuclear technology. Maybe that's it. And they're just uh kind of concerned about us not seeing them, but not extremely concerned. That's why we do spot them once in a while. Uh, It's so hard to say. There's so many possibilities. That's why it's exciting, the idea, I think, of some sort of organization that has more resources that can do some real work researching this sort of stuff, Um, like To the Stars or like the Senate Intelligence Committee is asking, that essentially we get a new project blue book. They want uh, them to create a central location where reports can be submitted and investigated. That's what they're asking the, the um, director of national intelligence to do. So it is going to kind of be a new blue book program.
1: Well, that's, that's good. We, we could use one that should have never been tucked away.
0: Yeah, I hear
1: you, <laughs> did away.
0: All right, so that is pretty much it. Now you know everything that I've been up to and some of what's been going on. Please do check out these interviews and links. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, you can uh, subscribe on YouTube right here where you're watching now, or you could subscribe on Patreon. Really, if you get the intergalactic planetary level on Patreon, You'll get the most. You get everything. That's like five everything. bucks a month, right? Yeah, for only five dollars a month. So that's that's pretty a cheap. latte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it costs less than a latte, but yeah, it is true. a latte of material. <laughs> a lotta material. Yeah. A lot of. Yeah. A whole lotta enchilada. So that's about it. Is there anything else you want to add, my friend? No, that's that'll do it for us today. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining. Thank you to Martin Willis for joining us. Be sure to check out the UFO podcast. Oh, also, I should say uh, ticketing is up for the International UFO Congress, which is going to be held online. If you go to ufocongress.com, you'll see the ever increasing list of speakers. And there are a lot of great speakers you're not going to get anywhere else. I know Uh, Diana Posulka, for instance, has been very popular. She's going to be a speaker. We also have one of the uh, Rendlesham witnesses who actually had a sighting that was before the other guys. And she was also one of the Stephen Greer witnesses. Um, So she's going to be speaking. That's a very rare opportunity. So that's going to be great. Um, I can't even remember who some of the others are. I know MJ Benias, who's been writing for Vice, is going to be speaking Um, A lot of great people. Kevin Knuth, the physicist, who uh, another thing that we had done this week, um, you know, Kevin Knuth had done a talk that was really, really interesting for the Scientific Coalition for uh, UAP Research. So he'll be speaking too. lots of really great speakers. So really go get your tickets now because they are the cheapest they they'll be. It's a five day event. Uh, So UFO Congress that. Com. And then check out openminds.tv for all the cool stuff there too. Enjoy the conference from the privacy of your own home. Right. And enjoy your weekend. So until yeah. next time, adios. Adios. chao.